For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. B-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. I did it with this! First down and a touchdown! Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Unfiltered, powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated and presented by Believe Podcast Network. And the show is, again, powered by Bet Online, the best sports betting website you can possibly find on the Internet. That's Bet Online. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode. We're going to start a new segment on the show. It's called Eagles Alumni, and we're going to have these guys that come on, former Eagles players, regardless how famous they were, and talk about their Eagles career. Now, of course, we had to have the players reach out to us and agree to come on to the show. So I can't guarantee when this show is going to air each time or when we're going to keep doing this segment. But we did have one person accept the request. And our first guest for this Eagles alumni show is going to be Jeremy Macklin, the former wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, the last wide receiver to have a 1,000-yard season for the Eagles. That's back in 2014. We're so excited to have Jeremy on the show to hear his thoughts about not only his career at the Eagles, what went wrong, what went well, his favorite memories, his favorite touchdowns. But he also was actually at this past game for the Kansas City Chiefs to honor LaShawn McCoy as they retired his number. And he gave his insight on what he thought about Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, and Quez Watkins as well. So thank you for tuning in today's episode. Again, listen to this quick ad from Manscaped, and I hope you enjoy. All right, Birds fans, this is Connor from Eagles Unfiltered here, and we have a surprise for you. We have agreed to a sponsorship with Manscaped, and that comes with a promo code that you can benefit from. Enough letting your long cocks hide behind that Sumalo bush. Take care of your Dickerson and protect it from sweat by using promo code GOBIRDS for 20% off your order plus free shipping on Manscaped.com. That's 20% off your order plus free shipping on all Manscaped products by using promo code GOBIRDS. That's capitalized everything. G-O-B-I-R-D-S. No spaces at all. Go Birds. Slay your lady with a clean balls act and enjoy Manscaped's miles of products through Eagles Unfiltered Sponsorship. A deal so good, it hurts. Again, head to manscaped.com and say, Go Birds for 20% off plus free shipping. Your balls will thank you. All right, welcome to another episode of Eagles Unfiltered, powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated, featured on the Blade Podcast Network. I am honored to be having a guest that is, you know, everybody knows him for the Philadelphia Eagles. If you don't, you're living underneath a rock. The last 1,000-yard receiver for the Eagles, and that was in 2014, wide receiver Jeremy Macklin. Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on the show today, man. I greatly appreciate it. No problem, man. I appreciate you having me. Appreciate you having me. Of course. Me. So now you're, I got to ask, of course, to start off the show, 
every Eagles fan knows Doug Pierce, his upbringing was he was a high school coach. And then he comes into the league and wins he wins the Eagles the first Super Bowl. That's what you're doing now, actually. You're at Kirkwood High School. You're actually high school uh, high school football coach. How did you start there? And is, is coaching really what you're going to get into? Is that what we're going to expect to see from you in, in, up and coming in the ranks, maybe in the NFL someday? You know what? You know, I, I think as of right now, I'm perfectly content with, with coaching high school. You know, I'm back at home in my hometown. I'm um, coaching the high school I went to. I'm coaching my alma mater. Um, and, and right now, you know, that's, that's just kind of – I feel very – very comfortable. Um, you know, I'm raising two, you know, beautiful young daughters and, um, you know, I want to be present and I want to be able to experience some things, uh, with them and, uh, you know, no disrespect, you know, I got a very high praise for everybody who coaches at the collegiate level and in the pros. Um, but that time is that time that they put in is different, man. Um, so right now, you know, I, I think first and foremost, I want to be the best father I can be, be the best husband I can be. And ultimately, you know, be the best coach I can be to these kids and, and help make a difference in our youth. Um, you know, I think right now, uh, you know, that guidance of our youth is huge right now, uh, especially with, with the way of the world and, um, you know, kind of everything that's going on. And, um, you know, it's our jobs to help, you know, um, change the future. Uh, you know, the youth is our future. So it's our jobs to, you know, help them grow, mature and, and, and be things that they want to be in life. So uh, so right now I'm perfectly content. It is really inspiring to see like a former superstar in the NFL, a former first round pick, take his talents and what he's learned in the league and, you know, take it to the youth, help yeah. them bring in it. Cause now I'm, I'm, I can only imagine what these kids at high school are doing, seeing you knowing you've done it, know how you uh, excel in the league and done it at a collegiate level too. Cause at Mizzou, you were one of the greatest stars athletes in the, in the draft coming out of the 2009 draft. That, that must be so inspiring for those kids, man. I, you're, you're giving back to the community. That's so great to see. Yeah. You know what? It's just, you know, a lot of these kids that go to that go to the high school, um, some of them come from the same place that I come from. Some of them lived in the same house I lived in. You know what I mean? Some of them walk the same streets. So, um, you know, for me, it's all about being that person and, 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 and being that, you know, being the guy that they can come talk to and, 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 and you know, rely on and relate to and, and everything that kind of goes into that. Um, you know, I didn't have this opportunity when I was growing up. You know, I, mean, I didn't have a guy who um, ultimately did what I wanted to do would come from the same place that I come from. Uh, so, you know, my big thing is I want to be present for these kids, man, and just and let the kids know that, you know, I care. Uh, I think that's big. You know, just know, know that I care and I care about uh, their well-beings. I care about their futures and I'm going to do everything I can to help with that. Um, and, you know, and my big thing is, you know, I'm not going to tell kids how to do things. I'm going to let them know, hey, this will work for me. Uh, this is what I used to do. Now you can be yourself, take bits and pieces that you think will work for you and go try to do the things that you want to do. And I think that's, yeah. I think that's, I think that's the big thing. Cause when you try to come in here and manhandle and, and be a dictator and tell kids, Hey, this is how you have to do this. or this is how you have to do that. Um, I think you get a little pushback. Uh, so my big thing is just, it's just to be authentic, man. You know, be, be yourself, be myself. Um, and, and, and the kids really take to that. Awesome. It's great seeing you set the example, especially uh, off the field. But now I got to go back to the 2009 draft. You know, take me back. Take every Eagles fan back. Every mock draft that came out that year had you going seven to the Raiders. Yep. It was like really everybody the thought was you're going to the Raiders. No thought of you going to the Eagles at all. We need a wide receiver to pair with Deshaun Jackson as a, as a young core going forward. The Eagles trade up and get you at 19. But take us back to that draft. Like, what were you, Did you even expect to be an Eagle? What, did no. you have any thoughts? You know, I, I had no conversations with the Eagles uh, prior to that, even at the combine, that was one of the teams I did not meet with. Um, 
I want to say I met with 26 or seven teams. Um, that was one of the teams I did not meet with. Um, so I had no idea. Um, and like you said, you know, you, 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 that's why you can't pay attention to those mock drafts too hard because, uh, you know, little wrinkles get thrown in. And, um, I was told that the day of the draft, um, you know, rest in peace, Al Davis came and said, uh, who ran, they were taking a receiver, uh, what receiver ran the fastest 40 and it was DHB and he threw him to the top of the list. Um, and I already knew that the Niners had Crabtree at 10. They were set on Crabtree at 10. And then there was a couple other teams in like the 11, 12 to 13, 14 range. And then I knew if I got past that, I would be, I honestly thought it was going to be either the Lions at 20 or probably the Giants uh, right after that. But uh, the Eagles were able to jump up and uh, take me at 19. Thank God, especially not seeing you in New York. Because, I mean, you were part of some of the greatest Eagles memories. You were part of Nav's final season, the part of Michael Vick's career resurrection and then, I mean, even Chip Kelly, you know, his system was still one of the most incra- craziest things we've ever seen in NFL history to this date. I mean, what are your most fondest memories in Philadelphia, though, man? Because I take it like I want to hear them. You know, I, you know what? I, just being back that it's past Sunday, um, you know, for me, it's just the feel, man. Um, you know, there's 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 something about that place or something about the link or something about the fan base, man, that that just it just oozes football. Like, that's that's football. That's how football is supposed to be outside on a natural surface uh, with great fans, um, you know, that expect, they expect you to win. And, and, and that's why you want it, you know, and, and, and people say Philadelphia is a tough place to play. Well, yeah, it is. But at the same time, um, who want, as a fan, who doesn't want to see their team win? Right. Yeah. Who it's doesn't want to see their us. team win? You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's what people need to understand. And, 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 and the people that they do talk about are a very select few that probably don't really understand what's going on in the game of football. But the, 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 the passionate fan base understands what football is, and, 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 they, and they just want to win. And, 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 as a, and as a player, you want to do what you can to try to satisfy those fans. I mean, that's, we love hearing that because there's so much passion of the Eagles fans. I mean, you know, you hear it all the time. But we love when you produce – and we're winning. We love yeah. you guys. Nobody loves Absolutely. you guys more than the fans. But, I mean, I know you're right. When it's losing and things aren't going right, nobody hates you more either. So it, yeah. it is the passion of the fans, that's for sure. But I know everybody, you know, Deshaun and Shady, one of the most outspoken athletes on the team always, everybody knows their thoughts on Chip Kelly to date now. They, we, we all know it. That they air it out. I mean, Deshaun even has his own podcast now where he, he speaks on it to this date still. Nobody really knows how you felt because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I got the sense – during that 2015 offseason where you left and departed for the Kansas City Chiefs, you didn't really want to leave Philadelphia. I mean, it still sounded like you wanted to return to the Eagles. I, I still remember you, you were coming off the ACL off that 2013 season. Uh, they, I know they let Deshaun go. I know that had to impact you and make you feel some type of way, but you still returned to the team. You know, you still came back and you, you had a, your career year. You had the best season, one of your best seasons to date with in 2014 with the Eagles. They, there had to be a part of you. They really wanted to stay. Um, I, absolutely. You know, I, I wanted, I wanted to be one of those guys that played his whole, whole career, you know, with one team. Um, you know, I thought that that was something that I wanted to do. Um, you know, I wanted to be a guy that, um, you know, stood for what Philadelphia football stood for, uh, you know, and, um, you know, that whole situation, man, that whole year when I was able to, you know, kind of bet on myself and come back and have my career year, um, there was just some stuff that went on, uh, behind the scenes, you know, you know, and I, I don't know whose fault it was, but 
Uh, you know, you got upstairs management, you got coaching staff. And um, I just felt like um, I did not um, maybe get the type of respect or it didn't go how it should have went. And, and like I said, I'm not here to bash anybody. I'm not here to get into, you know, to certain details. Um, but I think there was a disconnect between people in charge of personnel and people that were in charge of contracts. Um, and people who know at that time, people know who was in charge of both. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, and I think that ultimately um, kind of dropped the ball on, on my deal. It's fair to say, I mean, would you, you just get off your opinion on this? It's fair to say Chip Kelly thought that the system made the players more than the talent made the system. Uh, I think there's some type of truth to that. Uh, but um, even on the other side of that, I think, uh, you know, the persons in charge of the contracts also had a hand in that as well. And, um, you know, at, at first there was, talks between him that I didn't that weren't relayed to chip and vice versa. So um, it was just, it was, it wasn't a good marriage at that time. Yeah. But I mean, you did what was best for your career. You turned to Andy Reid and went to Kansas city, had great years with Kansas city as well. So we completely understand that. But I mean, there was a point in 2017. I finally remember it was in, in June. Doug Peterson spoke about it. You know, they talked to Jeremy Mack when they were seeing what they checked in on Jeremy Mack when I was, I believe it was around the time they traded Jordan Matthews to Buffalo. Uh, there was almost a time you went back to Philadelphia. I know you went to Baltimore instead. The opportunity in Baltimore was greater at the time for you, considering the fact that Torrey Smith and Alshon Jeffrey were on board with Philadelphia as well, Nelson Aguilar. But uh, how close? How close was it to being there? I mean, they won the Super Bowl that season, uh, man. It, it was extremely close. It was extremely close. You know, I like I said, I, I you know, I even to this day, you know, it's it's still, you know, for me, it's all about Philly and KC. Um, you know, but. Uh, it was it was extremely close, you know. Um, I had a chance to talk to Wentz for a little bit, um, and, and I talked to Doug, and um, you know, for whatever reason, it just didn't work out, um, you know, from from a number standpoint, and even um, you know, whether you, numbers in the room or numbers on paper, you know, for some reason, it just didn't work out, uh, you know. And at the time, I really didn't care who was there. I had, you know, kind of a lot of confidence in myself. I was a little upset at how things got handled in KC. So I was, you know, Philly, I felt like was a place I should have went. Uh, now I'm looking back on it. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I had a talk with Ike um, Reese and, you know, I wouldn't change the decision because, you know, I believe everything happens for a reason. And, and had I been there in 2017, Eagles might not be Super Bowl champions. You know what I mean? So I feel like everything happens for a reason. So I feel like that city deserves that. And, uh, if that made me sacrificing and going to Baltimore uh, for for Philadelphia to win a championship, and that's what that's what that meant. So, so I know we we're talking off air. You you were back in the city this weekend for Lashawn McCoy's retirement ceremony. You got to see Devontae Smith, John Rager, Quez Watkins, guy like that in person with Jalen Hurts as well. But what do you think about these young wide receivers? I mean, at a time where you Yuvon and Deshaun were young core coming in the league as well, that's what the Eagles are working with right now. What did you see in those guys? I just. You know what? I, I think a lot of those guys got a lot of a lot of promise, a lot of talent. Uh, I think Devontae's a very, very good route runner. I think he catches the ball really well. Uh, I think Rieger's very good after catch, right? I think he's a strong body. I think he can uh, do some things with the ball in his hands. I think Quez is a guy you can get downfield and do some things with and reverses fast screens. Um, 
So I think they all are able to get downfield, but they all do things differently as well. And, and I, I think, you know, the big thing is you got to let these guys grow. Um, you got to let them grow um, and, and, and just understand that letting them grow and letting them grow into themselves um, is going to be beneficial not only for them, but for the, 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 the team as well. Uh, I think everybody gets caught up in the, in the win now mode and, and everything. And, and, and I think, you know, eventually that, that could be the case, but um, you know, the, the hardest thing is to expect guys to come in and, and put up these crazy numbers when the average fan doesn't even know what type of system that's in place or that's going on or how balls are distributed or, kind of what's going on, what, 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 what the mindset is of the offense or who's trying to get the ball in any particular play. So um, it's, it's, easy, it's easy to compare uh, Rieger and Jefferson, right? It's easy to say Jefferson's doing this and Rieger's not doing that. Well, Jefferson got drafted to be a starting receiver in a passing offense where Kirk Cousins is going to sling the ball around to where you got Thielen on the other side. Like that, that's, that's the, the situation he got drafted into. Yeah. You know, and 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 we got drafted, and, and Riga got drafted into one where Doug spreads the ball around, right? He's going to spread the ball around. He's going to utilize his tight ends. Going to utilize his running backs in the running game. I mean, the pass game. He's going to do all these other things. And 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 I don't think people take that in consideration. They just look at the final stats and say, "Oh, well, Riga's a bust, and Jefferson's the greatest thing since sliced bread." I, I think Jefferson's a great receiver, but you got to give Riga a chance to to grow into what I think he can be. I think he'd be a really really good player. Well, no, that's great to hear that from you, obviously. We want to hear that from Jeremy Macklin, the guy who would know best and more than any analyst out there. Uh, my, that's why my question for you is, I mean, you've been, to different situ- you've been to different teams. You've been to different situations. You obviously know that situations matter. You know, Je- Jefferson's there with Kirk Cousins, like you said, established quarterback in this league. They have an established offense where they keep going through these offensive coordinators, but they all have the same offense in place. The Eagles are going from, you know, Doug Peterson's uh, attacking down the field offense and spreading all around, like you said, and keeping the tight ends involved as the primary targets to, you know, Nick Sirianni still trying to search for that identity. The situation yeah. does matter here for sure. Absolutely. And 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 and, and I think Miles Sanders might have had how many touches last game or the last two oh, weeks? Oh, man, they're, they're just not so using it. So it's, it's, it's like he's it's not that he can't play football. It's because he just hasn't had any touches. And, and people just need to realize that, you know, sometimes that's what it is, you know, and and um, until until there's a there's a solidified identity of what we're trying to do in offense. It's going to be all over the place. Right. I mean, next week, Rieger might go off for 120 and, and, and Smith may have two catches for 30 yards. It, that's just how it happens. It's a matchup to the league. I mean, I know that you were out for the 2013 season, but you're still part of everything where the transition from Andy Reid's offense to what Chip was installing in Philadelphia, that had to take some time to adjust to. I know they won week one, but it was still an adjustment period. I mean, you were a part of it still. You remember it. Yeah. Same thing's going on right here. You would think with receivers, and that struggles for receivers. That's hard because you had to get established that chemistry with the quarterback. Jalen Hurts is still trying to establish himself. Yeah, but, you know, it's a little different. You 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 you, you switch offenses, but you go into – the. Chip came into a more veteran team, right? As yeah, far yeah. as the offensive side of the ball, you know, you had DJ, you had myself, you had Avant, um, you had a young Ertz, but you had uh, Brent Selleck. So we had a veteran pass catching group. Um, you had LaShawn. Uh, so it, it, we, we, the transition is going to be a little smoother, and and DJ is going to put up thirteen hundred yards because he's already established, right? I put up thirteen hundred yards because I'm already established. Like that's a little different. Um, you know, and, and, and what Chip came in, what he did, you know, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that Chip can coach football. 
the problem with Chip came between the relationship between players and coach mm-hmm. um, and, and, and how you treat certain players and how you treat certain people and how you treat grown men, right? Treating grown, grown men, there's a certain way to treat grown men than to, than to treat 18-year-old kids who are coming to a new city who they don't know anything about. They have nobody else there. It's a little different. Um, and I think he tried to approach those the same way. I'm not sure if you're going to remember this. Um, I had Julian Vondervelde on the pod, and he spoke about Jason Kelsey. The third practice with Chip Kelly, he had an outburst. He said, because the reason why I'm remembering this is because exactly what you said. He said, treat us like grown men, not little-ass college kids. You storm yeah. now the practice. I mean, you got, you, did you get that feeling right away, too? Yeah, you, you know what? And, 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 and some people, you know, I'm not a, I don't I don't explode. Right? I'm not a, I'm not I'm not a very um, outspoken person. Um, you know, I had conversations with Chip, but all minds were always kind of behind closed doors. Um, you know, Kerry Williams was very was very, um, you know, talkative and very outspoken about everything that was going on, you know. So uh, but, yeah, I would say that, I mean, a lot of people had a problem with with how things were ran and. and had I think had Chip adjusted to that, I think he could have been a very successful coach. Um, but you have one of the things in this league, man, and, and you see it going to it more and more every day. I'm not necessarily saying you got to include players on uh, personnel decisions, right? We don't get paid to do that, but you do have to include players on, you know, how their bodies feel, this, that, and the third. You know, how to structure practice. You, you could have your standard, but if you don't listen to your players, you're going to lose the locker room fast. Right. So you're really close to Doug Peterson. Are you surprised? I mean, one losing season and the Eagles are, I mean, I know he had his rookie year of seven and nine, but one real losing season and the Eagles moved on already. I mean, I know you've seen coaches be moved on and fired from organizations and, and you're part of Andy Reid being fired and the Eagles moving on. But uh, what did you think about the Eagles moving on from Doug Peterson, though, personally from your standpoint? I, you know, I, I think that that's something because you won a Super Bowl in 17, right? Mm-hmm. Or 18, 17. The 17, year 2018, 17. but it was the 2017 season, yes. So you're 18, went 8-8, eight and eight, I believe. Or what we go with 18? It was like 9-7. and 9-7. and seven. Um, Made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Beat the Bears, right? Mm-hmm. Was, that, was that the double doink? Double doink, double doink, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and then 19 um, – you know, I, I think if I had to guess, um, it was something that had been brewing. Um, yes. If I had to guess, because a coach brings the city its first Super Bowl, uh, makes the playoffs the next year with all the injuries, right? Mm-hmm. Then all the injuries again the following year. I think that there was something that was brewing. And, and I don't know what it was. It could have been high. <clears throat> behind closed doors, um, but something was going on. I think we all agree with you on that one. I think we'll just all agree with you on that one for sure. Now, no one – I was always a major fan of you. I, I know Deshaun and Shady were always the spotlight guys, but you were the consistent performer that never had to be the outspoken guy. You just went in and did your job and laid your – dude, I mean, that I will never forget against Arizona 2014 – that laying on the Gatorade table catch just to get the extra yardage. I mean, you always, that was the type of Jeremy Macklin play you can expect day in and day out when he wore a Philadelphia Eagles uniform. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, my, my big thing was when I started, when I started um, to play, you know, uh, 
my goal um, was just to be respected by my peers. Um, whatever stats came along with that, that's whatever stats came along with it. I'm not going to lie to you, I'm a competitor, right? I want to win, right? I want to win. I want to be able to go out there and make plays with the ball in my hands. But my – sorry, my kids are back home. So if you hear somebody yelling. Uh, but uh, if I was respected by my peers, which – I would say that I was. I know that I got everything I wanted to get out of playing in the National Football League. Oh, right. absolutely. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's guys who don't get all the credit, who are, res- who are respected like hell. And there's guys that you see, some guys get limelight that people don't respect. And for me, it was all about being respected by my peers and going about my business in a professional manner and being a pro. Did you get a warm welcoming when you were back in Philadelphia? Oh, yeah. I mean, Philly, Philly, Philly always loves, man. It's always love, man. Um, so, there you go. I think that answers your question. You're respected by your peers, even in Philadelphia. We love you, baby. You were great for us. What was your favorite touchdown catch as an Eagle? Favorite one? Ooh. I know, it's tough. There's a lot of them. I had – so, I mean, the first one's always awesome, right? The very first one. Uh, you know, I had two that come to mind. I had the game winner in Tampa, right? When we were really, we just, that year was just tough on us, right? We just couldn't, we just couldn't win. And that sparked um, faith in Foles, though. That, yeah. that touchdown guy, I knew exactly which one, though, because I was like, wow, Foles can do it. He has yeah. something to him. Um, and then I had one against Atlanta uh, in 2010 where I dove. Grimes is on my back. It's in the corner of the end zone. I got a picture of it blown up. Yeah, that's pretty cool, too. So, Love it, man. Love it, man. Jeremy, thank you so much for spending your time with us. We're living your Eagles career. We miss you so much, man. We we need another 1,000-yard receipt. You it's think it happens? Up, yeah, yeah, I'm telling you right now, six is special. I think six is special. I think he's special. I, I like him because he, like I say, he's a pro. He, he's already a pro, and I think that's uh, kudos to what how they handle things at, at Alabama, right? Uh, and then to the, to the kid himself, but I think Alabama does things the right way. Um, I think he's special. Uh, I, like I said, I think you let these young guys grow. I think they'll be just fine. All right, Eagles fans, you heard that. Jeremy Macklin advising you guys to be patient. I know it's hard. We, we're really not a patient group, but, I mean, if Jeremy Macklin's telling us to be patient, we need to be patient with these guys. They're special. Thank you so much for getting, giving us some time. Kirkwood High School's head coach, Jeremy yeah. Macklin, joining us. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.